I am unashamed. What about you? Well, you're way away from the mic, <laughs> so you might have to put your earphone. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, we're running. So the how well, many, ladies and gentlemen, I'm 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 a little antsy this morning. <laughs> and somebody, I mean, the old joke <laughs> in the South, that where you got ants in your pants? That's exactly what I have in my pants. Uh, they're mean, fire ants. It's pest pestilence of sort. <laughs> Uh, I bet I, we're the only enough. podcast in the world that starts off by a man picking fire ants off of his body. Let me well, tell I mean, you something. When they come to... up on the right leg, they all got on the right leg. They started coming up. I didn't know they were there. They are going now between my pants and my leg. My old legs ain't worth much anymore. But uh, they have stung me from one from my foot. All the way over my knee, so they're up to my thigh, and they're still going. I'm climbing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have uh, just – this is a, an update, an emergency. Uh, <laughs> it's an emergency update. Not only is there a pandemic with a viral uh, oh, uh, microbe that's invisible, we have visible pestilence also. <laughs> uh, this reminds me of the plague of flies in Exodus – now down at my house before i tell you about the anxious eating my tail up right now i will just say that i looked around i said what what are all these these little flies yeah the gnats no sea of gnat they're fruit flies well they i think they call them because they say the biting ones are the they're buffalo gnats we've killed hundreds inside my living room where we eat we're just steadily killing them. Dan came up with a – he got on the black box. That's the place you go to if you have a black box, little, little cell phone, black box. I, I said, get on your black box and sit for some kind of a remedy. He comes up with a concoction that's put in a pint jar. I don't know what, what's all – he said vinegar, something sweet is was in there. It gives off some kind of aroma. Nectar. Listen – Every couple of days, he pours it out, and when he pours it out, there will be like 300 of these well, fruit Phil, flies. There's tens of thousands of them. Tell me about it, because he's he's in the kitchen area. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad the 300. I'm but. sitting down there about 40 feet from him in the living room with a fly swatter, and and I'm I'm just killing what I can. You know, I, I'm getting better at it, hitting them in the air when they fly. But most of them they light somewhere, make a mistake, pop. I get that one. So Miss Kay sitting over, you know, she'd be reading a book. Did you get him? I said, Yeah, I got him. <laughs> so, well, I went. So this is what this is your. So pandemic. not only was it pandemic with a virus, we've got a plague of flies, and and unbeknown to me, on my way up to here. <laughs> Driving, driving along the river, I walked over and threw some shrimp hulls. We're going to have fried shrimp today. And I, the hulls, throw them in the river, catfish like them. So Recycle. I did that, just walked 10 feet, walked back to the truck, and ants. my whole right leg was covered with fire ants, and they've torn my tail <laughs> up. And tomorrow you'll have like a thousand You have the little, the little zits, the fire ant zits. It's weird you bring that up, though. Not all is peaceful down on the river. <laughs> but you bring up the gnats. I, so Missy, you know, she's suffering from quarantine. 
withdrawals. Well, you knew that because quarantine itis. Because she came down with me and ran the net, which was shocking. Look, I, I got. I looked up. over and saw her, and I thought I was. It was an illusion. I'm like. <laughs> That was a really said, weird that, thing you that, said. Is, Do you remember what, what you the, said? No, but I looked at her. I said, well, you looked at her in earshot. He looked at me, and Phil said, oh, so you brought your woman with you? <laughs> she, she like, not, you know, your daughter-in-law. Right. Hey, Missy, come along. You brought your woman with you? I said, <laughs> yep. She said, oh, I'm now the woman. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I didn't remember that, but I was just trying to be, you know. You were just being courteous. Courteous yeah. there. Uh, I don't think that. I've never no. seen that particular woman in a boat running a hoop net. That's the first yeah. time I've seen that, oh, Jay. Geez, so you made John headway. How long did it take to get her to get out there uh, like that? 20-something years. 20-something years. Yeah, and she well, went once, and then she waited another five years and went again. But, you know, she it was her idea. But I, you know, I you think lo- it's thirty years this year. Did well, no, but I took her. Oh, for the, he before. said when the first time. So it's up. It's been over thirty then. But you know, I still haven't learned because a lot of guys, I'm sure, are married. You know, to women who have this issue. <laughs> we, we hope this. And because uh, still things I don't like things you would say with your buddies, you shouldn't say to your wife. Like she said, because she got right. Fixed to walk into the boat. Well, you know, it had rained, and the boat was about half full of water. And I was like, I'm going to have to bail the boat out here. And then I was like, oh, he's got a bilge pump in here. This is awesome. But, you know, when that happens, there's a lot of moving insects that I don't notice. Because I know, I mean, I'll look around and make sure make there's sure not a cotton mouth, scorpion, you know, wasp, something that yeah. can kill me. And so <clears throat> I look around, I think everything's fine. And she said, are there any spiders in here? And I said, well, yeah. I said, but they won't hurt you. I said, now, we had one in in here the other day when we got in. I said, that thing was that big around. Well, see, I shouldn't have said that. Because then I looked, and she just turned pale. And I said, well, but he's not. I'll look. And I thought, why did I say that? Because I thought, that's cool. You you think Everything that touches her leg, then is going to be the giant spiders. (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) But anyway, that's uh, (laughs) – I didn't finish my story. So every time I looked around because she was screaming the entire time. But she was screaming in excitement. When the fish come up, she's like, oh, oh," you know. I'm like, I wanted to say, you got to act like you've been here before. But but every time she'd do that, you know, I'd look around because she's looking. She's looking for that spider. She'd holler and then look, you know. <laughs> Just the whole time. I thought, well, this is miserable. I took a guy duck hunting one time, and he said, Robinson, he said, I'm from Illinois. He said, he's, he was looking at the ground. He said, this ground down there where y'all live, it is literally – crawling alive with he said i've never seen this many insects spiders bugs he said the ground is just moving and i thought i looked down and he was looking at the ground i i looked down i could just see things especially in the backwater you know well what happened to your perfume for your gnats because i was going to tell you because see what happened we went to the plantation this weekend because missy's but i made i'm not telling about if i ever put some of it on 
It's the Victoria's Secret, I think it says on there. It's for women who want to get all perfumed up and some of their dirty men. I, I'm but, familiar but the with Victoria's Secret. Bottom line is I, that, that stuff, I, somebody said it, it, it's hold, keep these no seams off of well, you. Which, I tried it, and it actually works. Which kind is it? Well, now, now don't get me into talking perfumes because <laughs> somebody said this will work, and I'm like, don't be telling anybody I ever did this. And I sprayed you, my head with it, and, and you know, but the, I mean, they, they, they took off. I mean, they, well, they I got away that. from you. See, when I went right across the river to my the old plantation house that we have, I mean, the gnat, we were, I was calling them gnats. But, but they, they're coming they, out of the backwater, Jay. Yeah, well, I started reading. Them, Are they reading the biting about kind? Did oh, they, they bite. bite. Oh, yeah. Those oh, Missy's like allergic blood, to them. So here we go. She had whelps all over, mm. and she's like, there's something biting me. I was like, hey, there's thousands of that. But look, I thought about that in the plague. It's interesting you brought that up. Because, you know, I have my dog with me, and he just stays in his little dog kennel. I'm out, let him out, run around. Boy, it's time to go to bed. This I is put him in, Biggin? Yeah, old Biggin. <laughs> so Biggin's in the back of the truck. Well, when I woke up next morning, because I heard him, I heard him out there, and he doesn't ever bark or, you know, unless somebody comes up there. I mean, he's woo, woo. He's barking about every minute or two, six o'clock in the morning. Well, when I walked out there, look, there was a halo over that dog of those <laughs> of, of the gnats, and I, that's why it was barking. And so that joker, when I opened the hatch, he just took off. Out of sight. <laughs> Jumped in the river because when he came back, you know, I could yeah. tell he was wet. And then he just started, you know, all over the ground just on rolling. his back, just just rolling, you know. Well, my, the oh, guy yeah. that works for me that lives there, he was peeling crawfish, whatever. They were making a gumbo because they had eaten crawfish the night before, you know. Well, that my dog just runs, and I'm like, no, no, but it, it's too late. And he just jumped in the garbage can. Just, you know, of course, garbage goes everywhere. <laughs> and and <laughs> gnats, too. Well, gnats. And and so he come running by after, and he had something in his mouth. He grabbed a, a, one of the corn cobs. <laughs> and I was like, this dog is going, these gnats have driven him. Insane. Insane. And so, well, then what happened is he spit the corn out because then he started sneezing because you know how, you know how when you, you boil crawfish, the corn and the potatoes are the hottest yep. for whatever reason, which I don't know what causes that. They just that. soak it up more, I think. I mean, because everything else, you know, we, we, we like it spicy. Mm. But when you get to the corn, it's almost unedible. It's so spicy. Right. That dog sneezed <laughs> for, for days. That's been days now. Still trying to get he had that. all that up in his nose, you know. And I thought, but I thought, you know, how bad can gnats be if you took one little gnat and only the the females bite? They're they're not a you wouldn't think they're a threat, but if you get millions of them, bloodsuckers. This this I mean it drove the it drove that dog crazier than he already is. And they were it's just I was trying to metal detect, and it was just uh, it they just was. I mean it, it's a problem. When Pharaoh had the Egyptians. Uh, God started out, he said, uh, this is what I'll do. Uh, with the staff that's in my hand, I will strike the water of the Nile, and it, and Moses, and it'll be changed into blood. The fish in the Nile will die. The river will stink. The Egyptians will not be able to drink its water, the plague of blood. Then there was a plague of flies, I mean of frogs. And mm-hmm. uh, then there was a plague of gnats 
Well, it makes you think that once the frogs, I'm looking at all this stuff. Once the frogs left, you had the gnats and the flies, which makes sense because the frogs wasn't killing them. So you read these stories, and what's amazing is what you're seeing glimpses from time to time. It varies. It just they just show up. It's pretty interesting that the various stories you read about 3,500 years ago mm-hmm. are You longer. see, like, little glimpses of how that could be a problem. You notice those magicians. You just, you just look at it, and God says, I will do this, I will do that. So all I can say, ladies and gentlemen, is it's on record and written that these things have happened before. I just wouldn't rule God out of the equation when you're dealing with pandemics and and blights and droughts and i don't know what do you remember that story the uh the magicians were replicating it it makes me think of hollywood you know somehow or another they they replicated the first couple well when he got to the gnats couldn't replicate that one and and i think that was the first one that it didn't cease it never said it right it was like it wasn't lifted and i always thought that's fascinating i think the terminology was he made them from the du- the dust turned to gnats, it says. Yeah, and it it kind of made me think though about whenever there's there's a recreation that happens. Of course, I'm going to fast forward this to us being recreated in Jesus. There's there's a that's a powerful force. I mean, what God basically did was He took creation and He kind of recreated it, which it turned into a plague. In those cases, but whenever, whenever he stirs that again, I mean, spectacular things happen. Yeah, look, here's an exact reading. By now, I could have stretched out my hand uh, and struck you and your people with a plague that would have wiped you off the earth. But I've raised you up for a purpose, and for this very purpose, I might show you my power and that my name be proclaimed among the earth. And then he, then you say, what did he do? You'll set yourself against my people and not let them go. Therefore, at this time, tomorrow, I will send the worst hailstorm that has ever fallen on Egypt from the day it was founded till now. So he gave Can you a, imagine that storm? Oh, oh, look, and he talks about everything. Is it both men and animals? It beat down everything growing in the field, stripped every tree. That was only just a small glimpse. But on top of the gnats uh, and the fruit flies and the current pandemic that everybody is running from, I get him up outboard every few days. You have to remember, water rises here 25 or 30 feet. Which is where the gnats came from. And our property is all underwater, 90% of it now. It was 96%. But it's all been underwater. A lot of acreage, you know, I mean, just miles. Well, I went over there yesterday. I'm constantly checking my duck blinds and my ropes and all this because the water is beginning to recede. As the water recedes, I have to make sure these duck blinds go down in the precise location, pointing a precise direction, and you don't want them getting way up and then going over there and going down on a big treetop and turning over. So I pull out there, and I'm checking my blinds one at a time. I do some work on about three or four of them, move them back in their previous location, because the water now there is about seven feet deep. And you got to remember when you're you're saying blinds, most people may not realize some of these are the size of a small house. That is correct. I mean, they're, they're huge. With that in mind, 
so I checked the first four or five, and I'm going through the woods, and I'm going to check the uh, the blind we call the the bottleneck hole. Yeah. We call it the bottleneck because it kind of narrows down a little bit and then opens back up in the woods. Well, I get off. Of, I'm coming motoring up on the thing, and I look over there where the blind used to be, and I start seeing trees down, big overcut trees were down, down in the water. I'm thinking, boy, uh-oh, tornado. <laughs> so I'm thinking a tornado has come through this place. So I'm looking around. Some of them are leaning. Some of them are in the water. So I finally see my blind, what's left of it. When that tornado came through, it picked a 20-foot-long, five feet wide, how much you think Sitting, it weighs? Oh, it weighed ton. It was riding on Three cypress tons. logs, tied off on both ends with ropes tied up in trees, and it was just sitting there floating until the water went down and it goes down, then you drop it on down. So I hadn't seen it in a couple of weeks, but I pulled over there and I saw all the carnage, and then I see what's left of that duck line. The entire thing had been lifted up in the air, Turned upside down, and now I'm looking at the floor of the duck blind, the 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 bottom of the floor, and with a few two before sticking out there. My logs are gone; they're somewhere out there. I don't know where the how how far the tornado took them, but I'm just sitting there and I'm looking at that thing. I said, you know what? I said, anyway, you anyway you the the power of the Almighty. <laughs> well, I hate to tell you this. When he gets that ready. Was, uh, that was my least favorite blind. Stone said, it's a good riddance that it's gone. He I said, said well, what you need ones- to do is just let it ride all the way down and then just build again. I would have, just, I gotta just go, let it all. I'll see if I can find my logs that was floating on, <laughs> and maybe I'll lash them back together And because I don't know what happened to them. They, I, surely they're out there in the backwater somewhere. But oh, you so just the gotta logs remember, are gone? The logs were gone. and But you got to remember, everywhere I looked, wow. there was a big tree that had hit the water. So they were just down trees. My my duck blind has been completely lifted up and turned upside down. And I said, I cannot believe that kind of power for, comes from wind. What I don't like is when it's we— It's the same one that hit uh, the yeah, Monroe Airport. Yeah, the one that was the Easter, Easter— That night, that's when it got it, the about Easter 10 tornadoes. days ago. That's right. Let's take a quick break. So I don't know if it's just me. Maybe you, you see if you guys feel the same way. But the older I get, the more important sleep is. I mean, like continuous, comfortable sleep. Why are we is so different? I don't. I don't. I don't sleep a whole lot. Really? I sleep in small sections, like four or five hours. Then I'll go up seven, eight. Then I'll go down four or five. Oh, see, I got to have a solid eight. Well, to if you function properly, well, mentally. if you got something that's going to help me do this, well, maybe possibly well, lay it on me. What about you, Dad? Well, I take a little nap usually about two o'clock. That <laughs> tends to in, tends to invigorate me. But yeah. uh, well, but, here- but, but, but but these days, uh, you know, under you know, way out, never visiting any populations at all, just staying yeah. withdrawn from them. You're quarantined. Yeah. You don't know what day it is. No. And a lot of people have had trouble sleeping during these days. Well, so we got a, a company here that we're excited uh, to be trying out. It's called Helix Sleep. 
is what oh, they're called. And, they, uh, I actually got my mattress yesterday. Right. And so I you had to take a quiz, up. right? So you go on, you'll go online, you take a quiz because they're like asking about your sleeping. It was, uh, took me like, you know. A couple of minutes? No, it took like 30 seconds. Oh, good. Oh, it's quick. Bump, 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 bump. And then the bed showed up. So they're kind of finding out what do you like? Do you like it firmer, softer? Yeah, you know, that kind of they stuff. They went through the process, but it was, I'm telling you, it was 30 seconds. And then, uh, I don't know. It wasn't. I didn't many, sleep many as well later. when my bed a strut broke loose from the bottom of the bed that I didn't know, but the mattress had a depression in the middle. It just it was yeah. like a, you were in a valley. So no matter where you started, you ended you up. up in K, you ended up like rocks tumbling down together. And yeah. well, when I, finally, I got the helix I for the, the mattress wrong off, and I looked looked at what happened, and I told old Jimmy Red, the local redneck, I said, "Get you weld a machine, you drill, or whatever." I said, I, "I'd rather I found out something. Don't try to sleep on something that's not." Perfectly. So you didn't have a yeah. mattress problem. You had a foundational problem of your house. See, I yeah, messed my a... sleep up when I bought a water it disturbed bed. my sleep. I had a water bed for about five years of my mm, life. I, used to I tried that, that, but I, no. I, I got I no said, good. No. no, it made me seasick. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. good. Water is for boats. So if you go to helixsleep.com, unashamed, you can take the two-minute quiz. Uh, that customizes it for you. The, the mattress has a 10-year warranty. Uh, you can try it out for a hundred nights, Jace. That's pretty good. A hundred nights. nights. I mean, that's a third of a year, risk free. Uh, they'll pick it up if you don't love it, uh, but they say you will. So I can't wait for Jace to try it. Yep. So they're yeah. offering up to two hundred dollars off all mattress orders and two free pillows for all of our listeners at helixsleep.com slash unashamed. So you want to be sure and put that unashamed in there. Helixsleep.com slash unashamed. Yeah. I'm yeah. You get two hundred dollars off. Yeah, so. give me a report. I'm gonna try it tonight. Give me a report, and I may try it. Yeah, you report. He decides. Well, if you got a big valley, now we fix you, the valley. We, we put the strut back in, and that Phil, get you. Up. This is get you a bed. Come on, helixsleep.com slash unashamed. We hunted. We hunted this year several times in violent thunderstorms. I thought about you when he told that story. Like, I, I thought about because I thought the worst thing that could happen is if you were hunting and that happened while you were in it. When I saw that duck blind yesterday, I said the next time they say tornado warnings, we shouldn't get in these duck blinds. <laughs> I thought we were relatively safe. Floating on the water like a big wow. ship, but you think about it, no. I will because well, you're I, out in the open, you know. I will bet you a hundo right now that the next time a storm comes through here, you will be in the blind. <laughs> it's a good time to duck up <laughs> because ducks tend to want to get He's down. Ducks tend bit. to want to get down in a hurry during the storm, so we've always used that. I don't know advantage. if we've shared this before, but remember the day in Tilsey's we hunted during the hurricane. And everybody ran out of shells. Oh, yeah. I mean, you there there were teal. Literally, it was the most teal I've ever seen during a teal season. They, they had came, all come from it the blew Gulf, them, blew yeah. them back from the south. Oh, I see. But yeah. those jokers would come in. You got one shot, and then you went. But I mean, it was eighty, ninety mile an hour winds. So as soon as they got yeah. in the cupped in the winds, they're out of there. I mean, which is it's crazy hard to that we even we it even rough duck hunting. But you know what? I I want to mention. I guess. I, we weren't prepared to go into Exodus and the Ten Plagues, but you know, there's a statement in there when those magicians and all they couldn't replicate it. They they said it was the finger of God, and I I just thought that was an interesting phrase because it makes you think. You know, what if it was his fist? 
Yeah. You know, I mean, he. This is so small, and when you think about what kind of power God has, when you have the this was ability, a, this to, was a pinky fingers to create and then recreate and take. You know, you can make gnats from dust, and I mean, the power is so ginormous that that I think we tend to underestimate it. Yeah. Know? Well, it's like uh, when I was preached this last week. That was interesting. Somebody said you made a comment on Facebook about it that uh, <clears throat> that we're seventy percent water. Human beings. Oh are. yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm. I you put, uh, I said I'm. I think I'm seventy percent catfish right now because <laughs> I've been catching all these ops. I've been eating them every day. And so when, well, you looked at Mike, who doesn't. He looks like seventy percent biscuits. You know, <laughs> it just. It was a funny thing when you said, you know, you're seventy percent water, and he just. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 you know, just like, well, because I made what I what was interesting to me about it was we were talking about how you're created to work. You know, the idea about labor, that prosperity comes from labor. And so, you know, God made us from the earth, from the dust of the earth, was his recipe to make human beings, which was interesting. And then we share with the planet the same composition, roughly. I mean, about 70 to 75% water. I mean, I just found that very interesting. That's kind of a, is it, that's the biggest coincidence. In- well, didn't that astrophysicist that we took hunting, he gave us a little presentation. Didn't he say, because he's like discovered planets, you know, he, he works for. Oh, yeah. He's, you know, he's got like seven, he's a, he's 17 a letters. He's a scientist. He has 17 <laughs> letters behind his name. But he said that the earth, what makes the earth unique, and his his approach is that God made that we're this is it. We're yeah. he made the earth special, but he's like the one special quality it has that none of the rest of the planets have is water. That's right. Yep. And and, so, and then we're made of the same composition. So yeah. yeah, and I just found that to be interesting, especially when you talk about the power of God that. He has that ability to do that. So one of the questions that someone asked, it wasn't about Pharaoh, but I think it's perfect because it fits the same idea, is this idea about whether people have choice or not. Because a lot of people go to Pharaoh in Exodus and say, well, you know, God's unfair because you read the phrases like he hardened his heart. And so it's like, you know, he didn't have a you know, he was it was scripted and he didn't have a choice. The question we got uh, from Travis was about Judas, but it's that same mindset is that does God create us and then not give us a choice to do the right thing or the wrong thing? Because when you read that text, so I, I think well, it's he's getting that, that from read, read it. Now, look, you got to clarify something. <clears throat> These questions that we're getting asked are the most difficult questions, right? And then here we are going to say, well, let's take this on. So you you studied out yourself. We don't claim to be experts about this. And and I don't believe this is something that, uh, you know, you have to get a handle on. That's right. It doesn't upset the apple cart of faith whatsoever. Sometimes you can be wrong about things. You you quoted the verse, was it Deuteronomy 29, 29, that, I mean, (laughs) some things you just, it's it's hard to know. The secret things belong to the the, So just, that's a good context to put it in anytime we're talking about it. Uh, I think it says, where he's getting that is, the the controversial part of it is John 6, which is where we're going to be hanging out the next couple couple weeks in 64 it says yet there are some 664 yet there are some of you who do not believe and then it says for jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him 
He went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled him. So that's where he comes up with the question, well, did, did he have a choice? You know, which he had a choice. I believe he did. I think everybody does. And so, you know, my, my take is always to take the simplest approach and <clears throat> apply it first. And sometimes things are not always simple. But to me, this whole question about it, <clears throat> our problem is that we're trying to view humanity and even what we read in the scriptures through the prism of God being everywhere having all being all powerful, all the stuff we've talked about. And therein lies your first problem. When you start trying to define from a God perspective, when when God goes back and tells you about what happened with Pharaoh, that's him outside of time functioning. We try to go back and apply and say, well this wasn't fair because, you know, then we put God in our time bubble. That's part of the problem. I mean, you, mm-hmm. if you go from the divine view we don't have an explanation for that. You know what I'm saying? I well, mean, we we can we infer what we can out of the scripture, but I think it's the view. People that try to say, "Well, no, there's no doubt about it. You don't have a choice. You know, you were you were made this this way, and you don't have a, ever have a choice to do or not do." I mean, yeah, I disagree. That goes against the principle. Yeah, I disagree with the people who. Here, here's where I think you got to be careful, and, and I, I'm going to give you my take here on Judas. It, it may take the rest of the time to get all this out, but. You know, what I tend to look at, the reason that when we started talking about the plagues and uh, even when we see in John 6, and even what I just read, where it said Jesus knew from the beginning who was going to betray him, well, we're dealing with a God who has powers that we can't relate to. Correct. And so there's a couple things that come out of that. Number one is... God is not going to do anything that violates his nature. Where is that Hebrews 6 where it says there's two things that God cannot change? One is implied his nature, which is what my point is. And I think, two, it says it's impossible for him to lie. So you say, "Well, well, what do you mean by this? Well, if you go to John 13... and, And here's what I think is significant. If Jesus really knew, which he did, because we believe, that Judas was going to portray him from the beginning. Well, how come he washed his feet? I mean, why didn't he just stop right there? Why, why did he? Why was he a follower? Why was he chosen? Why was he one of those? Now, I think it's an interesting point because here's my point. When we say that God is love, well, that's, that's bigger than when it says, you know, I love someone, but I, I'm, I'm – I'm flawed. There may come a time where I don't love someone, right. but God is incapable of that. When it says he is love, Somewhere. He, he just is love. So you Somewhere. can't all of a sudden say, and here's where I'm getting to this, people who believe this about Judas and they form this opinion, the reason I disagree with it is because now they're saying that God doesn't love him, but he is love. You see, well, why Why did this 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 happen so that's my point. I'm fixing to give the answer. All right, go ahead. All right, hang on. Then let's, I'm going to continue. Hang on. Let's take a break, and then Dad gives the answer. So our uh, our pals at Duke Cannon have sent us some more of their product, which we love. We get a lot of really cool stuff from these guys. Wow. They unusual, I would call them, gifts for men. I don't know. So what, well, what do we got I, there, Dad? I said one time that I've been – 
showing up late and dirty my whole life, which was on some episode. I wasn't knowing I was saying something that, you know, was profound. But uh, I think I've I've met my match here because I'm just reading this. I mean, this is tact- – I got a tactical scrubber, mm. which sounds like what I need after a frog hunt. Mm-hmm. And then this soap, which is – it says – Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey in the soap. Big American bourbon soap. Oak barrel scent. Smell pretty good. Smell like oak barrel. (laughs) So I'm going to have to test this on my wife. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. So Duke Cannon has a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, They have a a catalog here that has all their stuff that's in it. Uh, They've got some new high viscosity body wash called Thick. So they're all about making us smell better, and we could use that, um, especially in the people I run with here. So if you go to DukeCannon.com, DukeCannon.com, if you use the promo code Phil, you get 15% off your entire order, free shipping with anything over 20 bucks. So check out all these uh, premium products. Uh, you can also look at your local Target. They sell them there, but it's DukeCannon.com, promo code Phil. 15% off, and uh, and check it out. Smell better. Stand strong and shower strong. That's what they say. I like it. Here's what people tend to forget when it comes down to people like Judas go worldwide, and you, you say, why do people do the things they did? Why would you betray the epitome of love and all that? Just remember these two texts. They mean something. Uh, Jesus is talking. Uh, Some of his disciples, they deserted him, and they said, John 6, they took off. They said, well, that's all of it. said, we've had enough. I mean, the grub's fixing to run out because they were there for the food. And Jesus said, "Uh, uh, you you don't want to leave too, do you? He asked the 12 that. Here they all are, including Judas. Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Well, I'm sitting here 2,000 years later saying, that's why I'm following him. He has the words of eternal life. I'm not going anywhere. However, we believe and know, we believe and know that you're the Holy One of God. This is John 7. He said, have I not chosen you, the twelve? Yet one of you is a devil. Uh Uh-oh. He's looking at all twelve of them. He says, y'all going to desert me too? He said, they said, Lord, where do we go? You you have the word of eternal life. He said, well, uh, have I not chosen you? Yet one of you is a devil. Well, he already knew it. Jesus knew who he was. Correct. He said, one of you is a devil. He meant Judas, the son of Simon, uh, Iscariot, who though through one of the though one of the twelve was later to betray him, one of the twelve apostles. So that's one reading. He comes up again in John thirteen, which we'll finally get to in the future. He said, uh, "They say, Lord, well, after he washed his feet, after uh, yeah. yeah, he said after he had said this, uh, John thirteen, uh, twenty one. Uh, Jesus was troubled in spirit, and he and he uh, testified. I tell you the truth, one of you is going to betray me. 
Well, we're back on Judas again. Why did he do what he did? Well, did he have a choice? Well, his disciples stared at one another when he said, one of you is going to betray me, as are at a, at a loss to know which of me one he meant. He said, I wonder which one it is. They're all looking at each other. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, that's John who's writing this, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, ask him which one he means. He <laughs> said, which <laughs> We'd like to know which one it is. Going betray him. <clears throat> so look, leaning back <clears throat> against Jesus, he asked him, "Lord, who is it? Which one of us is going to betray you?" Jesus answered, "It's the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I've dipped it in the dish." So Jesus said, "Whichever one I give this bread to, that's the one." Well. Then, dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, and here's an interesting statement, son of Simon. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. Mm. In my, I was, was going to read the same. Yeah. To answer the man's question about did he have a choice, we all have choices to make, but never underestimate the power of the evil one. Right. He was behind it all. You say, so poor choices come from the evil one. Well, right. But uh, you got to remember. Whether it be uh, murder, mayhem, you know, whatever it is, you know, in this case, a guy who had every opportunity. But how many have you talked to, Al, and you, Jason, me? We've told this message about Jesus but, to literally Phil, we don't hundreds know. of thousands. You say, how many of them are just in your face and are mad? But or, you don't know who we, – we just – I don't know. But Jesus did. That's and he right. still loved him <clears throat> is my point. Yep. And there's a and precedent there because he is love. Yeah, and he, and he did serve. And he also referred to Peter as Satan, you know, when he asked the dumb yep. question. Remember he said – Get behind me, Satan. Well, he had a satanic moment, but Judas had a satanic heart because, in my opinion, the answer to the question is he never surrendered. He just went through the motions the whole time. That's right. He, and so when you say – Remember, off on the you, side, Jace, he's won a little won a little bit of cash. That's right. Well, everything it. about but, his character throughout <laughs> the Gospels was always deceitful, it was hoard the money for him. He said he helped himself to the, you know, he was the guy that held the well, coin, right. and he helped himself to it. Every time somebody would want to give something. I've run up on thousands after I shared Jesus with them, and they had the choice to believe in him, repent and believe in him or not. I've run up on thousands of them that, that for some reason, they just can't shake that that flesh, right? and, and they just won't come to a decision. Well, let me read this, Phil. So he he read the verse in John 6 that no one can come unless the Father has enabled him. But however, think about it. When you hear when you're introduced to Jesus, at some point, and we've talked about this at nauseum, you surrender. Now, some people says that, you know, you ask the Lord into your heart and which is you do, you know, you accept Jesus, and, and but we put an emphasis, the same emphasis on baptism because I believe that is your act of surrender, and it is an unselfish act. Mm. So I don't believe that Judas did this because all he had to do when it says the Father has enabled him, all you had to do is ask, 
and he would enable you. I mean, you're sitting here looking at Jesus. And, and here's where I'm getting that. If you fast forward to Matthew 27, where he realizes he messes up. So after he betrays him, you know, if you just kind of quickly read through the story, early in the morning, you know, they had, they had bound Jesus, handed him over. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the 30 silver, silver coins to the chief priests and the elders. And he said, I have sinned, for I have betrayed innocent blood. So you would think right now, well, well he's he's on the process. Because he, uh, he, he realized he was That's wrong. what we do when we, when, when we mess up. Well, let me finish this thought, and then you, because I don't want to get this confused. So he does something that we deem as penitent. But, and that's why I said he never surrendered, because watch what he does then. So Jesus, Judas threw the money in the temple. He left. He went away and hanged himself. Well, I thought about that, and I know this is a, this is a tough illustration to do. But I've done it many times with people who struggle with suicide um, thoughts and different things. And, and I usually tell them, it, you're close to, to figuring this out. Because I'm, I'm not making that a positive thing, but I'm saying, look, here's the difference. When we're baptized, it is an unselfish suicide. It says our, our old self dies. We, we're introduced to Jesus, and we unselfishly give our life spiritually to God. But here he does, his heart never changed. He's still being selfish. He selfishly committed suicide, which is my point. Hang on, let's take a break. I'm into saving as much money as possible. What about you, Jace? You like saving money? Depends on what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how about, do you like saving money on insurance, not paying as much insurance, like car insurance or some kind of insurance? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty competitive industry. And for you, you can always take that and invest it. So, With what I do on a normal basis, I need some insurance. There you go. So there's a a company that's doing something that's really good, because who wants to take the time to go out and, compare all these different insurance companies to see, you know, trying to save a little bit here. Isn't me either. So we got some folks that can help with that. It's called Gabby Insurance, G-A-B-I, Gabby Insurance. And basically what they do is they're going to go and do all the cost comparisons for you and then just say, here's the cheapest one that offers the best coverage. There you go. It's simple. They basically, they save on average $825 per year on average. So that's how much money you can save per year by going with these guys. That's pretty good. And they don't sell your info either. So none of this robocall spam stuff that, that's going around. So we like these guys, Gabby Insurance. So here's what you do. Um, it takes two minutes. So if you go to Gabby.com slash unashamed, I like that, G-A-B-I.com slash unashamed. So you go, you can check the rate, no obligation at all, Gabby dot com g-a-b-i dot com slash unashamed and start saving some money my first truck cost a thousand dollars there you, you go you you're almost you're about 150 short of a brand new vehicle <laughs> and i'm sure it's a beauty it was deep in his heart you say he did not think about it the other 11 all of them, Matthew said, deserted Jesus when it came down to crunch time. 
that he was going to save the world and by Pe- his. And Peter denied him. And Peter denied Three him. Three times. You say, although they were with him, they were listening to him, they still had a problem because if somebody came along and said, guys, I'm going to be go up to Jerusalem and uh, they're, they're going to they're going to arrest me and they're going to murder me, but in three days I'll come back from the dead. Now, he was telling them that repeatedly throughout the New Testament. He told them over and over and over. But somebody tell you that he, he used to be a carpenter. You're seeing the miracles and like, what in the world was that all about? You would think. <clears throat> but remember, <clears throat> when I was reading from John over there, John 7, it said, are y'all going to leave me too? I mean, mm-hmm. there Judas was. One of you is the devil. Y'all going to leave me? Because they were shaky at best. That's right. Well, I was shaky when I came to Jesus, right. not knowing everything I should have known. Forty-five years later, now I'm 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 all in. But that's why it gets you, back to the heart. <clears throat> Even, no matter heart. what he did, he did not surrender his heart to Jesus. He this just is a good went text. The emotions. Well, and and that was the deal because the, the that goes down to the heart of the question is if Jesus knew same thing you say about God Yahweh and you know, Exodus, if, if God knew what Pharaoh was going to do, did it take away their choice? And the answer is no, no, you st- just because he knew didn't take away the choice. And the reason why is the fundamental connection between God and his creation. You go back to the garden, Genesis two and three is we have a choice. You have a choice to follow him or you have a choice to follow your own. Once life. they that's saw the, that's fundamental. Once they saw the resurrection, once that came about, they're like, that's what he kept telling us, exactly. and look out, he's done it. Once they figured that out, he said, now go, you go and out they all surrendered. Go make disciples and Ju- By now. the way, and Judas missed that part. Yeah. yeah. Exactly but here's a good right. text and uh, for our man who asked the question, was it did, did, did Judas have a choice? Uh, don't have anything to do with stupid, foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. The Lord's servant must not quarrel. Instead, he must be kind to everyone. And you mentioned that, Jace, that these kind of – when people ask questions like this, we don't want to quarrel about it. Right. We just give a few points and say, hey, think about this. Uh, the Lord's servant must be able to teach, not resentful. Here's an interesting way to look at Judas. Those who oppose him, the Lord's servant, he must gently instruct in the hope of that God will grant them repentance. Now, Jace mentioned the the Father enables them to come to me. The Father enables them to. Which is true. Fundamental principle. Fundamental principle. And you're hoping as we go forth, the servants of God, that God will grant these people leading, grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth. And here's what Judas failed to do. And that they will come to their senses, Judas, I mean, what are you doing? I mean, he's the savior of the world, but he's just not quite sure of it all. Or he wouldn't be worrying about 30 pieces of silver. There's no resurrection And he yet. really wasn't at the end. He threw, he gave it all back. He gave it all back. So the bottom line, I said, you hope that they will come to their senses, and Judah should have, and escape. That's why I said never underestimate the power of the devil. Escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive. To do his will, there was Judas right there. Yeah, he but just, Phil, I think it's important. He, he just also didn't put it together. Right, that he, even though his heart wasn't in the right place, he didn't surrender. He was going through the motions. 
Satan didn't enter him till we in in John in John thirteen. That's right. Which, by the way, a little little thought here. One of the this is a lighthearted moment. One of the sayings that came from Duck Dynasty that probably people think you know somebody else wrote or whatever. But I wanted I wanted to share it with you because it's all, some people have T shirts with this saying. You know. I made a statement in an interview that had nothing to do with Judas or Jesus, but. I want to tell you where it came from. The statement I made was, when you don't know what you're doing, do it quickly. (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you where that came from. I got that from this verse. Because Jesus, after Judas said, he took the bread and it said Satan entered him. And Jesus said, what you are about to do, do quickly. Because I knew, Jesus knew, he didn't know what he was doing. Which comes from that, if the rulers and the evil one had known Jesus was going to be the savior of the world. Hang on, None of the rulers. Let's take one last break. None of the rulers of this age, I, I say he's talking about the evil one, understood it on what was fixing to happen, the message that Jesus died and the resurrection. For if they had... They would not have crucified the Lord of glory. That's what Ju- Judas didn't get. <laughs> Judas, Judas didn't get it. Right. Well, yeah. and look, there, there's, you made a great point, Jay. So there's a point in our time in any life where you make wrong choices, you continue to separate yourself from what God wants you to do, and then ultimately when you're that open to the evil one, I mean, just like you saw in this, he when he sets up camp in your mm. heart and life – then you're capable of anything. That's the why price, the price to be paid, Al, is I, death. I, I might death. have shared this story before, but you know, I, eternal I, death. I've taught youth groups for <clears throat> years in various capacities. You know, but I remember it was one girl that came up, and I met her when she was in junior high, and she would wear these disturbing, you know, outfits. Everything was dark, and she would, you know, cut herself, and and she just she seemed demonic in in the way she was so i thought you know what not not on my watch i'm fixed to get to know this girl um whatever her problem is and uh so for really years her her whole junior high and high school career i made as much effort as humanly possible to befriend her to carry her on the trips and look she got in trouble constantly i was in a many a meeting where, and and I think she appreciated my effort because it was one hundred percent unconditional and loving, and there was a lot of baggage from her family and you know her history. So it was just a tough situation. But where I thought she was trying to uh, be that person and and portray that image, at some point in there, basically the later years of her high school. It just seemed to become a reality. It's like at first I think she was doing it for attention, mm-hmm. but there was a point in there where she just became evil. I mean, just like scary evil. And I thought, you don't want to, despite the damage or whatever's happened in your life or you're mad or, you know, you've been abused or if you start playing with that fire, it, it takes over. Yeah, because she just engrossed herself in everything demonic and evil, and at some point, guess what? It just that's because I saw a spark in there of goodness at first. Yep, but it just slowly it, went it away. got Judas. Yeah, yeah, 
Got him. And it's gotten a lot of people. You don't want to go down that My answer to this man is never underestimate the power of the evil one, the devil himself. Now, a lot of people would say in response to what we've talked about, well, you just wasted time there. No, I believe everyone has a choice, and I think it was worth a shot. Because, look, God knows who's not going to follow him, and he still loves them. And and I think he went through the most. Why even create them? Why do that? Even though he knows, he he gives you a shot. The common joke in America is, oh, so the devil made him do it. And we're like, yeah. (laughs) That's right. Well, I think it's yeah. a combination. I mean, I think in Judas's case, for where you have it's envy. It's a joke now. The devil made him do it. For right. where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. So I think it's a combination of the evil one and your selfish ambition. I mean, Judas's problem wasn't actually the devil until the end. His problem was his ambition in life was completely about himself. Yep. And the way he ended his life pretty much was the exclamation point. And the money turned out to be blood money because they took it and they bought a field, and which was the same place, I'm assuming, where he committed suicide. And it turned into this place of like ill repute from then going forward. Mm-hmm. They only buried foreigners there, people that weren't a part of the Israelite community. So it was really interesting. Even his post-death became a place of shame and ridicule, you know, mm-hmm. which is really sad. It's a sad thing to see. I that think happen. maybe it may be a little window. It's a sad thing. But if you notice, I don't want to elaborate on too much because, you know, I could be wrong about this. But you do see a lot of people that get in the same mental shape Mm -hmm. as Judas was when he was after he had pulled this dastardly act. You say committed suicide without hope. Without hope. There's a lot of suicide still going on in planet Earth now. I'm sorry to say. For the same reason, yeah, it's a it's a complete selfish act, yeah. and, and, and it's, it's, such and it's a the opposite of what God represents. He wants people that want to live. Yep, that's basically quitting. And it's sad, but it's true. And I yes. I tell people in counseling situations, I'm like, don't be a quitter, don't be selfish. That's you right, know? and and right because you got you know you you want your legacy to be something good. Uh, great discussion, uh, Travis. Thank you for the question. Tim had asked something similar, so we get. We, I, I try to batch those together where we can talk about some of these things. And these, like Jay said, these are hard things to do. We're not theologian boys. <laughs> That's right. We're just. What do you say? C plus man. C plus man. So, uh, so to close out today, I just want to thank all you guys for listening. And and two people I want to shout out to is one is Bryce, who's serving our country in. Yokosuka, Japan. Yokosuka. Yokosuka. Never been there. He's been listening. And uh, Bryce, we appreciate your service, uh, you and all the other guys over there. Amen. Also, Marjorie uh, from Lubbock, Texas, uh, 100 years young. She has celebrated her 100th birthday, and wow. she's a listener. She listens to our podcast. I'm she, feeling better about it. She can't what, see what, that well, but she can hear us. What's so. her name? Her name is Marjorie. Marjorie, you've given me hope, kid. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all. So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast.